0: Okay, breaking news, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, breaking news, as of about 20, not uh, about exactly 23 minutes ago, if you recall our NFT discussion yesterday, we had Tony from Maker's Place, we had the artist uh, Blake was on, and Blake had, I think it was June he said, he had tried last June, tried to apply to Maker's Place, couldn't get on Maker's Place. Tony was like, listen, I like your stuff, your stuff's dope, hit me up, Tim, connect us afterwards, let's do this. 23 minutes ago, Tony sent over. He is a login where he is verified creator on Maker's Place. Let's go. Sports Biz Network
1: making things happen. Let's go. Let's go. I love that. Blake is a a gangster. He's so damn good at what he does. So here's a plug. We'll talk about our Sports Biz Network. We're currently efforting Mr. James Krause to get on here as well. Efforting is a term in the business, to me as a host.
0: Great. Great. Teach me.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, So yesterday and the day before seven or eight hours, actually yesterday was like nine hours of conversations around the sports business industry. And we talked about this a little bit on our last episode, maybe two episodes who knows Timmy, all things are kind of coming together (laughs) at this point, but we've launched our sports biz network, which is a community of sports professionals where we have roundtables, discussions, learning, teaching, all sorts of aspects of the sports sports industry and yesterday and the day before were our our launch of that essentially launch of it and it was long days but awesome so i love that that's
0: that's how we start at the pod tim this is a great thing i'm glad i hit record you were about to say and i said let's hit record first yeah yeah no i mean that's literally has i mean for us personally this there's no benefit right of, of this direct partnership but that's exactly why we wanted to create this platform is like, that's fucking great. I mean, my, Blake is basically, I mean, hopefully, if it, all it works out, is going to take Tio's uh, gallery and now move it over to Maker's Place, which is a huge shift. And I would imagine that a lot of people talk about it. And, can you do that? Why can't you? I don't, I don't know. That's
1: why I'm asking you. Yeah. With NFTs, I don't know that you can... I, I mean, I understand what an NFT is. I understand... Uh, the benefit of it, but I don't understand like the the actual blockchain housing of it. If housing's even the right word behind it, I don't I don't know.
0: So so from what I've gathered is that Blake and TO or whoever that group is now owns the artwork and owns that until it's sold. And Makers Place is just a platform that you can purchase things off of. And they take, I would imagine, a small percentage of whatever the sales are forever. currently it's on OpenSea. OpenSea, open correct. So, so Blake and Tio owning it can say, I can put this anywhere. I can put this in Dick's sporting good. I can put this in here. I can put this there, wherever that is because they own it. They own yeah. the idea of that Maker's Place is just a platform. You can sell it on.
1: That makes sense. You talk in those terms; it makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, they so, start, They
1: started going.
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: you're they down. did a little bit, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. You know, I'm sure they could get deep, deep into the weeds. I thought they did a great job of talking to us. I mean, you you understand it more than me. I understand just the benefits. Yeah, I'm not a crypto dude. I would have liked to be talking about James We're with James about crypto right now. Yeah. and uh, some of the things he does around crypto. I'm not a, a crypto dude. I'm semi knowledgeable at best. Uh, when it comes to the whole blockchain and that stuff i'm not knowledgeable so it's like they did a great job of keeping me in the whole conversation and not being like talking about talking you know spanish or some shit and i don't yeah. really understand what's going on
0: yeah yeah no they, i think that they, and i when i emailed them and connected them i was like i could have i could have just listened to them talk for hours i don't even need to be involved well, they did talk for a while without you saying a word. I yes, know, so. and it was great. It was great. Good. I had to, I had to jump in. I had to like wake myself up. Like, oh shit, I'm moderating.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, let me run through the the topics we had last two days, and more around what we're doing with the Sports Business Network. If James comes, awesome. If he doesn't, it's just us. Yeah, hey, we'll get him on another time. So we started off with a one on one with the N- NYCFC president and CEO Brad Sims. Let me just run through these, and then if we got things to say, we can talk about it at the end. Then we talked name, image, likeness with Breckett. Becca Greenwell, who is a at Facebook, which is also obviously Instagram, former Duke basketball player, Selena Castillo, who's the uh, creative director at Duke Women's Basketball right now, and Faith Suggs, who played at Duke, coached or was a director of of operations at LIU, now is doing her own branding. And then, of course, myself, Mr. Patrick Curran, talking name image likeness. Then I did a presentation around name image likeness. Then we moved into sports innovation uh, with World Surf League Sherry Cohen was on for a second. We lost her after about two minutes. I think she introed herself and then she was gone. We'll get her on for something else in the future. Matt Pound, who's the director of the World Table Tennis League. Uh, Gretchen Kittleberger, founder and president of IF3. I'm not going to go through all these, but these Still, are- the- but Matt Matt and also Matt Pound was live from Singapore at one in the morning. I didn't know that. It's pretty cool, yeah. It is cool. So and I'll just run through the topics we the rest of these. We talked about diversity on your team with Latinx and sports. We talked about building a social brand. We talked about uh, sports startups, um, technology, e-sports, Athletes Unlimited. We had Sherry Kemp, creating partnerships, NFTs, like we mentioned, innovation in sports, creatives in sports, digital and marketing with my guy, Shane Scott, Hey, in uh, some other places, uh, and creating diversity on your team with, with Shino uh, from... Minorities in sports easy for me to say, but again, what we want to create here is so much more than just a one-off event. We want to create a whole community around sports business professionals, and all these conversations were live. Obviously, well, actually, one of them wasn't. I, I taped one a couple of days earlier with the Latinx and sports ladies because we needed to, and uh, she works with um, uh, with U.S. soccer and has a tournament. One of them, one of them did. So we, we taped that, but everything else was live, and we played that one live. As well yesterday but all of those recordings will be up on sportsbiznetwork.co at sportsbiznetwork.co it'll all be up by the end of this weekend and you can rewatch all those but we'll continue to have panels and conversations discussion roundtables. And, and our goal with this is to build relationships ourselves but help other people build relationships empower these sports professionals or not quite yet sports professionals and students let them we don't want to be running we moderated all these we don't want to be doing that in the future we want a student doing a moderation of one or somebody who comes on, like if Tony wants to come on and have another discussion about NFTs shit, let's do it. If Shane wants to have a conversation about storytelling, let's do that stuff. Like let's let's empower our members and empower people in general in the sports professional world. So that's what we're doing with the sports business network uh, in a long winded way. But you mentioned the NFT convo, you know, how many times were we on these convos and people were like, Oh yeah, let's work together. The, the the tech convo with Justin from Kino Tech and Nem uh multicasting. And they were like, oh yeah, here's a way we could potentially collab. People that didn't know them didn't know each other at all, I assume, right? Beforehand. No, 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 no. And, and now there's some legitimate ways they could collab. The NFT thing obviously is great. Uh, creating partnerships. I could totally see a gist in a Spotify partnership. They didn't discuss it on there, but hopefully maybe something comes from there. Uh, same thing with uh, sports startups. So we have Trey Fills with Gimble, which is a, a basically a facility, a space rental, uh, space rental app startup in Charlotte, North Carolina. And then there was the Grind Basketball Guys, which is a portable basketball. Uh, how would you like retriever? Not
0: retriever, but like it's it's like a uh, <laughs> a lightweight portable um, shot. Well, how do you? The shot, uh, give oh, back like anyone who's played basketball, backer upper thing. You can't, you just did you just say
1: the competitor's name? The it's the port, it's the basketball thing everyone has where it it you shoot it, there's a net, it rebounds and it shoots a ball back at you. But this is a, a light, more of a lightweight, portable version of that. And then the other person on there was Natalie White from Mula Kicks, who we had here on the podcast. And all four of them are like, Yo, let's connect, there's ways we can collab. Uh, the, the guys in building a social brand, Anthony Hamilton from Sports Illustrated and Chris Stonebreaker from Max Preps, they're like, yo, fo- I just followed you. We can probably do some stuff. And again, this is what we want to create is this type of networking. We've got a, a network of people. It's not a huge network, but it's definitely not a small network. And we want to bring those people together and then help facilitate all these other conversations. Yeah. Yep. What, was your, what was your favorite one that, that you weren't involved with?
0: um I, I don't i couldn't even tell you a favorite i, I think the one that the question no, is there you got to answer it no no so what i would say to that i wouldn't say it's my favorite but i think the i learned probably the most the nfts and i it's probably standing out because we just got that email and now blake is, is verified essentially on yeah. so I, yeah. I that one definitely stands out the most right now i i would love to get uh,
1: both of them, especially Blake, too, on another podcast. He's super passionate about all that. But I agree. I think that was mine, where I was looking forward to it the most, because I am so, uh, I don't know if excited's the word. I love what NFTs can be, and I, and I knew the least from a yeah. logistics standpoint. So that's the one I really wanted to, to tune into. But I think we could get Blake on here again and just talk for two hours about it. Definitely. If we can block two hours off in a day, I don't know if we can do that.
0: We could try ninety minutes, maybe first. Let's go baby steps. We'll go sixty minutes to ninety minutes, and then then we'll just go Joe Rogan style and just go three or four hours. Fuck three it, hours. Yeah. Have a drink. Maybe when Blake comes. Three to four out. hours. Now like after doing those back to back to back to back all day, Rogan's got to be pretty damn tired
2: after doing one of those.
1: We were both know? like at the end of the day, We're like, holy shit, that was. I was were. like, I need some tea.
0: I my my jaw hurts. Yeah. And, I, didn't, well, and a Rogan I didn't want to pull up them. any electronics because I'm staring at the thing. For yeah, that. Yeah. And, and a Rogan type is more so
1: having a conversation. We're guiding the conversation yeah, most you know. of those. We're, we're letting them do the talking. We're just like yeah. setting them up with, with a couple of lines here and there. The one I did speak on the full name image likeness talk. And after that one, I was like, yo, I'm thankfully, I think you had the next two hours or something like that after that. Uh, what other other thoughts around the sports biz network virtual summit Tim? oh here just logistically for anyone who's listening who's not signed up is it's it, it's a membership platform is what we've created a, a social network should i show it Why? on the back end i don't want to show it on the back end. Well, i'm saying no. for the, the youtube viewers we get way more on on actual podcasts but hopefully we want to build this more up on our youtube channel current media co youtube that is but i could have shown some of this stuff Uh, from a logistics standpoint but so it's a membership program again it's it's very social driven from what we want to build you can see our events we have different topics and discussions it's 99 a year for anyone who's not a student and 49 for students for now but anyone can also sign up james oh here's james yeah james cross can sign up anyone can sign up for a free week hold on tim take
0: take it for a second for, but you, you said free, uh, you're trying to say free week. Or free but week. I, free I week. think you said we're, we're, we're. Well,
1: whatever. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta mute myself.
0: Yeah, so I, I think one one huge takeaway that I had too from yesterday was the fact that during the creating partnerships panel, I asked what was like the hardest thing or what would you invent? I forget exactly how to invent for your industry to make it easier or make your life easier. and. All three of them said if there was a way for us to be able to point to the right person at an organization or at an agency without asking 10 people to get there or without doing XYZ. So by the end of the you know, 45-minute hour-long conversation, we decided, and by we, I mean me, decided we were going to put together a panel specific for that or a series specific for that. We haven't really ironed out the details because that was about I don't know, 26 hours ago. But essentially, what we're going to do is bring in these brand partners, and we're going to bring in those those decision makers for the brands, um, media agencies, media partners, whatnot, and let's bring them all together, and we'll figure out exactly how that's run. But that was a key takeaway I thought from yesterday too, and that's part of what we want to do with this biz, uh, sports biz network: is be flexible, be creative, help help each other, and the that hadn't even been on our radar, and it's just something that we're. know after the call you know we jumped on it pat and we're like all right let's do it and you're like let's do it in august (laughs) i think we might need a little bit more time but uh definitely think you know september october is very doable and and probably when we should because if you look at the traditional buying patterns of brands they're going to be starting planning in october for next year october november december basically is when they're planning uh the entire year if they have bigger marketing budgets uh, so we want to get in right before then. So I thought it was a fairly good idea. By the way, I just thought of an idea. When you put that hat on, we should have business hats. You know, how people say they wear multiple hats. We should just make business hats. Genius. Fucking sell them to everyone in the world. James, will buy Boom. One. Working, oh, coach James. I'll buy one.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Sold. Sold. What's, What's up, dude? Man, I'm. My apologies on the time thing. I don't know. Apparently the time zones are different here. I didn't know that uh, until <laughs> last night. Yeah. So yeah. that's my bad.
1: When did you, who's, who are you there
2: for? I'm here for nobody. I'm here as a fan watching oh. the fights. Yeah. I mean, I'm very excited believe- to be here and not doing anything. By the way, I don't believe that. Is that something it, else going that, on over there? Uh, I mean, there's other stuff that I'm, <laughs> that I'm here for, for sure. But like, no, it wasn't like that was planned around just me being here not. It's, i know gotcha. I'm crazy but gotcha i mean if they if somebody missed weight or something like that i'd, I'd be open oh, to jump shit. in but
0: look at can you. you can you get down to 135 i saw davidson was having trouble 25 no, He's 25 or 25, 25. 25. 25. yeah yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely i mean if you cut my legs off maybe right right You, uh, you possibly right yeah it, it'd still so, be a tough cut
1: yeah 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 so I, we wanted to bring you on and obviously we talked yesterday and like the time thing who gives a shit we're not worried about yeah. it we did a little like 15 minute riff and then we we uh, we're doing this thing now, where we're actually talking. And then we talked about you, and, and then yeah, you'll you'll see it afterwards. But we wanted it. to talk. You know, we've talked a handful of times when I've been with, through DMs one, and then when I've been with Megan, Megan Anderson, your yeah. head coach. And so we're, we're talking there, and I see all the shit you do, and I love how you're so different than fighters. And I don't, I mean, you are a fighter. Yeah. Even though you're a coach and fighter, and you do some, but you do so much more shit, and you see it differently. So, and I, I just wrote down like a handful of things from yeah, like yeah. obviously your coach, and then it's like you're a fighter, and then it's coach, and then it's yep. you you do the podcast with Brett now, which is around gambling, around fighting. And yep. then you've got a, uh, I don't know how to describe it, a series, your course you have. Is that? Yeah, a- just
2: like an internet course. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep. So, a course all around MMA. Then we leave MMA, it's real estate. I know you're heavy in stock markets crypto you've got work in co yeah that's all i have in my notes what else do you do
2: yeah there's some other stuff in there too
1: what's that is there anything else you make money from
2: yeah there's a lot more actually uh (laughs) but i i mean just in small investments here and there uh well that's not necessarily true small some big some small but those are the those are like the primary those are the 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 ones that most of the people know me for so i mean i try to just uh I'm just obviously I'm passionate about MMA and I try to do everything that I can around that. You know what I mean? I'm doing it already. So it's like how many different branches can I, can I make money from this one thing that I'm already doing? And it really like, it's, it seems like I'm doing a lot and I am doing a lot, but it's really not a big stretch. You know what I mean? Like most of the stuff I do is just right all in the same building, you know? So uh, like I coach, I train, the wall series. uh, I do that, that, the ESPN show, yeah. Uh, a, a lot of my stuff, like real estate can be done from a computer. Like a lot of my stuff I can all do in the same building. Do you do, you and, do all uh, the real estate stuff your own? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know, like, I don't purchase the houses, but I find them. Right, right. Right. And, you know, I find them, I, I look at the deals, uh, you know, as, as far as the, uh, the numbers go and, and the, the ins and outs of it. Yeah. It's all me. I manage all my own properties. I don't have a property management company. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I it's all me. I guess what's that
0: how many do you have properties
2: 13 or 14 I think damn
0: yeah, yeah. that sounds about it. 13 or
2: 14 doors something like that
1: it's pretty damn good what made you get into all this other shit because like you know as a, as a fighter when did you start yeah. fighting you're what are you 34 I just turned 35 a few days ago 35 happy birthday Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah I did I said happy birthday yeah anyway. uh, so 35 when did you start fighting start or stop start you didn't stop yet did you no no that's what i was saying like you know something i don't uh Uh, started 2006 yeah
2: 2006 yeah
1: so 22 so 13 years what did
0: you make for your first fight
2: free yeah i was gonna say peanuts yeah
0: yeah zero i mean that's pretty much everyone right when they start unless you come from like a bigger wrestling
2: background or something right Yeah, so I I did probably 20-something amateur fights, and those are all free. Like, you don't make money on amateur fights. Uh, And then my first pro fight, I made 300 and 300 or 350 and 350, and my second pro fight I did for free. Uh, And then, you know, from there, like, I would say my first 10 fights were no more than a 1,000 and a 1,000, probably in the 500 to 750 range, probably in there. And then my first – big fight. I made 2000, 2000. And that was the five Don Cerrone on two weeks notice.
1: For so 2000 it, bucks. And then you pay management.
2: Yeah. Were you,
1: were you with a team or were you, yeah. when did you start the gym? 2013. Okay. So you got to pay, is management and team the same at that point for you?
2: No, they were different. I didn't have a, I didn't have a coaching fee because I didn't have a coach. So oh. <laughs> I coached myself at that point. Uh, and then it was just, you know, 20% pretty much was typical yeah. back in back in that time.
1: Yeah. So 20% of a thousand, that's all your money. Then you pay taxes yeah. and it's like, all right, you just yeah. train for, I guess it was a short notice fight, but you train for all. Yeah. The- but I
2: mean, how, how often, you know what I mean? You're talking about that one, two week session, but I did leading up to that, I did years for free, you know, if you break it down so- per hour, I'm probably the one of the least paid people you know. yeah that's what like with mma
1: like when we got in mma like well really the the fight that really got us into back in mma we watched old school mma it was holly home ronda rousey got us back in like deep in the game like hooked us yep and tim and i i mean i'm watching the fucking weigh-in show this morning like that's how we are now yeah we we watch all that stuff and i love being a part of it but now like in the last couple years knowing fighters and working with fighters it's like it's crazy how few fighters make any real money it's crazy how few fighters then create other opportunities like you do and i know you're a smart dude i've talked to you a bunch but I'm not the only smart dude but i'm not
2: the well i mean i am but it's not i'm not dude. naturally like it's learned it's all learned yeah yeah you yeah. know what i mean it's not like i'm like some i wasn't i was a, a you know what i was a c minus student because that was the expectation to be in my house
1: too, you know man. what
2: i mean like uh but I like i'm not like a naturally gifted person athletically, you know, I didn't have anybody to look, I didn't have any mentors. Everything that I know is all learned. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. You know what I mean? It's not like that I was mentored and groomed to have all this info. I didn't have a real estate person growing up. I didn't have a business person growing up. Like it was, it's all learned information that I just like I obsess over. And you asked, you asked earlier and we kind of got off track how I, how I got into all this. And the answer is, is like when I was 30 years old, I just woke up one day and I kind of had like a, a, like an anxiety breakdown and you know me, I'm pretty even keel, you know, I don't, it takes yeah. a lot to shake me. And I woke up and I just couldn't get over the fact that like I was 30 years old and I didn't have anything. Like I didn't have anything to show for. I had no assets. No, I hadn't, I didn't have shit, man. Like I didn't have anything. And, yeah. uh, I was like, how am I going to, how am I going to provide for my my kids, how you know what I mean? How am I going to build this legacy? How am I going to retire? I'm going to be working forever, yeah. and it just really freaked me out. And I thought, like, man, calm down, you know, give it a day or two, it'll settle. We'll figure this out. Later. And for two weeks, I just had this feeling like you got to do something, man. You have to. Like, yeah. and I'm seeing these guys retiring, and like, I don't want to name any names, but one or two things happens in in this sport typically, at, you know, nine times out of ten. And we'll get into the statistics of of living paycheck to paycheck here in a second, but Like I'm seeing these guys nine times out of 10, they're one of two things is happening. Either one, they shouldn't be fighting and they're just fighting to hold on to some last paychecks. You know what I mean? And they're getting their ass whooped. And it's like, dude, like it's so obvious to everybody that you shouldn't be fighting any longer. Or like they get their walking papers, and it's it's like, damn man, you didn't do anything with your money. Like you have, you spent a decade (laughs) doing this and you have nothing to show for it. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're struggling to keep your lights on and then, They go fight in smaller organizations. Don't do well because then they're then they're competing from a a desperation standpoint, not from a competitor standpoint. They don't have that in here anymore. It's about this, not this, and uh, you know. But it's not just in professional in professional sports. You guys dive into football a lot. you know, past you talk about football and how these guys are doing really cool things. I, I love following you, by the way. I, I probably don't like say that enough. Like I don't comment enough and interact with you enough on there, but I love following you, man. I really do. Like you have some really, really cool information. Uh, I appreciate it. And it's, yeah, no, it's cool how you break it. You break it down to where it's relatable. Like, like oh shit, like I can do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like something that a normal human being can do. It's like, I don't, I don't have to be a multimillionaire to go do what this guy's doing. You know, they're just doing it through social media, and they, have, they may have the big platform or whatever. But anybody can build a platform. You know, it's very relatable to anybody, and I, I can appreciate. It. I probably don't interact or comment enough, but I see it, and you do a really. Comment on, good on job everything
1: I post, then you son of a bitch.
2: <laughs> I, I, I need to start, man. It's mainly your stories, though. It's mainly yeah. your stories. I'll go into the more. Stories are good.
1: Stories. I have to
2: yeah, it's mainly the stories. on my uh my feed. Yeah, the feed I don't really like. I, I'm a I'm, I kind of watch from afar a lot on the feed. But, like, on the story, your stories are great, man. You should turn those into, like, you should turn those into, into posts every I, once in a while. I, like, if you do. I have been doing more of that, where I take, well like, like, if you did ready, like, do it quicker and then do it in a reel or a TikTok. Yeah. You have, like, if you have, like, ten, nine or ten good things, like, put all those things in a slide to where it's, like, boom, boom. Like, this dude's just yeah, dropping. Yeah. Anyway, you know what you're doing now. I don't need to tell you. I got uh, you. I mean, but, like, we're talking about going into professional athletics. I mean, like, what is it, like, 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck? I just sure. didn't want to be that guy, man. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to be that guy, and I had a breakdown, and I was like, "How do I? How do I fix this?" And the first thing that came to my mind, like my 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 dad's side, my family does really well, and my aunt, who I really respect, she was a partner for Price Waterhouse Coopers, does really well for herself, and uh, she got into real estate. She has like ten doors, I think, and uh, they live off the they 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 bought those properties cash. She was making way more money than I was making, mm-hmm. or and making they would buy them in cash. And now that she's retired, they live off the cash flow from mm-hmm. their 10 properties. Yeah. And, and it was just so genius. And like, I just started diving into like, people ask me, like, how did you learn all this? And it's the honest answer is YouTube. I just watched YouTube and Google and like a uh, real estate, bigger pockets podcast. Uh, just, I don't look at like one centralized thing. It's like, if I have something on my head, like, how do I buy a house with no money down? How do I build a real estate for, you know, like, and I just like, I wake up every morning and still to this day, I do this. And it's not necessarily with real estate. It's whatever I'm after. Maybe I'm looking at a stock that day or crypto. I usually wake up for anybody else in my household and uh, I start watching YouTube and it I get so much information. Not all of it's good, but you can form your own opinion through the opinion of, hundreds of other people, you know, and it's, and it's nice. I read articles and I just learned everything that I know through YouTube. And of course I spent some money uh, buying courses and yeah. how, just how educating much, myself. How
1: much were you making per fight at 30? When you started doing this,
2: I got signed to the UFC in 2013. I was 27 years old. My okay. first fight was 8,000 and 8,000, but I got really lucky and I double bonus my, my debut. And oh, I don't want a hundred thousand. So that's only been done a couple of times. So I got really lucky. And that that was another milestone in my financial life where I was like, I've been broke my whole life and I have an opportunity of a lifetime right in front of me. How do I never be broke again? You know, and uh, that I bought the gym and then the gym started making me money. And it's like, now I try to live. Yeah, I try to live off the gym money and any other dollars that come in, I reinvest back in.
1: That's awesome. I didn't, See, I didn't know it was so tied in like that. But I, the reason I ask is I know you didn't make a million dollars that first fight. But you no, were able to – what still don't. Money, well, no. I know. You don't, I know you don't. But, you know, even – even. but, like, it's easy. Like, you're like, if you don't know – like, you look at UFC, a fighter in the UFC, and you're like, oh, that's a professional athlete. Like, that dude yeah. or you know, that lady is balling. Like, that's not the case. The elites no. of the elites are. And that's it. Like, I know, I know what you make-ish. Yeah. You do okay-ish. But, like – you're not make you. like, What do you make? What do you make for fight?
2: Uh, I think I'm, uh, but there's an asterisk with this. I'm going to tell you, but there's a story behind it. I make like, s- I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Uh, I think I make like my next fight's like 78 and 78. But okay. dude, yeah. I was, but I was making 40 and 40 oh, yeah. uh, before I did that short notice fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which was what, a, a year ish now? Yeah. February no, was, last year. February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and let's talk about that actually. So you get your, in I don't even know what city Houston I think right Houston yeah you're in Houston for a fight to for a guy you're cornering so you're not there to yep. fight you're there yep. to to work and help yep. a guy and it was Friday morning or something somebody pulled out Friday afternoon Friday afternoon uh, somebody pulls out I guess you got wind of this because I, I was in there doing some stuff with Megan the next Monday that's why I know more of the story in the background and you're like I'll fight that motherfucker
2: and then mm-hmm. somehow that actually I didn't ever got- think I never thought it would I never thought it would get to that. <laughs> but I had a number in my head that I wanted that I needed to get for me to do it. And they, I mean, it took some doing, but they got it done. And they did. And uh, I'm not a professional athlete. I'm a professional businessman. There's a big difference. Hmm. There's what a big you, difference. What, what does that mean to you then? I don't, I mean, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys make decisions based on fighting. I don't, I make decisions based on how it's going to benefit me now, 10 years from now. Does yeah. this make sense for me from a business perspective if if i'm the ceo of, of james kraus mma incorporated as the ceo is this a good decision for us does this help us yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean like i don't it, it, and they wanted to give me my normal pay and i'm like go get some other fucking sucker i'm not the guy like, yeah by, go hours yeah
1: by the by the way it was also up 15 pounds like
2: you didn't have to cut the weight you, you uh, might yeah. have
1: something but
2: i'm was- not a big welterweight i'm not a big 170 i just came up from 155 to 170 yeah, yeah, and yeah. then i went up to 185 so he was probably 215 when i fought him i was yeah. 180 185 maybe yeah yeah so it's crazy how, how,
0: how, how how much? It? there's always i mean especially yours because that was like there was a lot of hype out of that like oh shit james yeah. is coming in and then you like the way you perform too how much were you able to capitalize on the back end? Obviously, like a new deal type of thing, but like any other business yeah. or social or hype off the back end of that?
2: Yeah, I, 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 get, I literally just had this discussion last night. frustrates me to know because I truly in my heart feel like I won that fight. And I always think to myself, what would have happened if I would have won that fight? Where would my trajectory went then? But the reality is, is I, I my stock definitely went up. My social media doubled, maybe tripled uh, in a week you know what I mean? Like I was all over every news outlet, Um, you know, sponsorships started hitting me up more. Uh, and I think, yeah. what's that? I was going to point that out too. Immediately I saw started
1: yeah. with a bunch of different brands now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But more so, more so, I think my, uh I think just my social influence, like as a whole, not social media, but my social influence kind of raised, you know, and, and I became more of a, a name where if you say my name people like oh that's the guy that did the short notice deal that kind of became my stick so then they offered me another fight my last fight was on 12 days notice and like it's kind of my thing now so i just own it right the anytime champ you know what i mean or whatever you know i just own that and it's not like i'm i'm still competing you know it's not something that i'm like doing if i see something sexy that i love i'll do it if i don't i don't want to fight you know what i mean like i don't have to fight i don't need to fight and I'm still a competitor, but I, I enjoy coaching more than I do fighting now. And, and if, if I never fight again, I'll be good with that. If something comes up tomorrow that they're like, Hey, we need you for this. We'll pay you really well for it. And I like the matchup. Let's go. Like I'm with it. You know what I mean? I'm not, a, I'm not a, I'm a prize fighter, man. Like this is about, this is not about, I'm I've got close to 70 fights pro and amateur. This is not about fighting for me anymore. This is like, my brain has been taxed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, this is about setting myself up, setting my kids up, you know, and then, and getting experience to become a better coach for my athletes. I, I
0: yeah, think yeah. just the, the fact of like, I don't know, maybe 99.9% of MMA fans love the, the fact of like the short notice fight, the yeah. I'll fight anyone. They, they just fucking love it, right? So that's just a yeah. good business move anyways. I mean, look yeah. at like Cowboy Cerrone, people love him cause he's like yep. the same type of thing. I'll fight anyone, anytime, anywhere type of thing. Yep. I think that alone is just a good business move just to position yourself as that type of person.
2: Yeah, I agree, and that's that's why I did it. That's why I mean, and you know, I knew if I put on a decent fight at all, I knew I'd get a bonus out. You know what I mean? If we had a competitive fight at all, I knew I'd get another fifty. And sure enough, you know, we we went to war, and I got another fifty out of it. You know what I mean? Like they took care of me on the back end too. I mean, they didn't. I didn't get my win bonus, but they took care of me. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's so that's interesting that they took care of me thing. Like, what does that even mean? Sometimes I know, yeah, shit. And but it's like,
2: I don't know. It's a weird thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's discretionary bonus Uh, locker room. They basically send you a check in the mail six weeks later and it's anywhere from like two grand. to I think, say I got like, I don't know, 15 or 20. I can't remember what it was, you know, but like, it's basically, I think it's a way of saying, Hey, thanks, man. You put on a really good show. We really appreciate it. And it's also a way to keep the fighters hush about the money deal. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, we're paying, they can always say we pay out discretionary bonus and they're not lying, but I've been robbed of two bonuses that I should have got. And they' you know, it's not anywhere near what I should have picked up, but it's all good, man. This is, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. The thing is is people are bitching about the money and stuff like that now. And they're right. They're right. It, the money is there and there's more room to pay us more for yeah. sure. Yeah. But damn it. You knew that coming into this, you know what I mean? Like don't act like you started fighting to to, yeah. to, to be a, that nobody starts fighting to be a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like you you fight because you love it and you want to be a competitor. Yeah. Does that mean we don't deserve more money? No, but man, this is a young sport. And like, we're just in a, we're in this weird transitional phase where I do feel like we'll get there. It's just, it's going to take time. You know what I mean? They're going to have the lockouts like the MLB and the, you know what I mean? The unions and all that stuff. That's going to have to happen. We're young. It's going to take time, man. And uh, they, unfortunately they pay the guys that are a difference maker. They pay those guys correctly. They're not stupid. The UFC is really – and, I'm dude, I'm not complaining at all. The UFC has given me a platform to, I mean, blossom into what I've created, and I I owe it all to the UFC. And I didn't get into this for money. I got into it because I loved it, and that's up to me. I knew what I was getting to. I We all knew what the damn pay was when we started. You know what I mean? Like, so it's on me to use that to to build other things, you know. And there's some guys that are doing it really well. Uh, Eddie Alvarez, I respect a ton. That guy, oh, my. God, I'll we'll talk about his contract after you hit the again. I'd I love, <laughs> love to hear it. his
1: contract of one.
2: Yeah, good. Killing it. Uh, we, we love to
1: see that shit. Because it's like, all right, so this happens in every sport. You see people hang around too long, and, and all right, you hang around a little too long in basketball, and like you're the ninth man on the team. It's like oh. whatever. But yeah. you're getting this sh- you're getting the shit kicked out of you in yeah. dust probably breaking a bone hurt taking maybe taking days years off of your life yes and, and not making a ton of money that's why like for us it's like there's such an opportunity to, to be building so much more out of the sport when you're in the sport like for, for yeah. you and you're getting i mean you probably hear it but you get so much praise now as a coach every yeah. fight it's like james yeah. cross does this well james cross does that well yeah and, and like and so you you become this and, and they, i don't know if this happened before that or if this is kind of tied into like James Krause taking this short notice fight. Now he's got this elevated uh, sense of who James Krause is, and now yeah. he's become a great coach. You're probably the same damn coach you were. Generally speaking, I'm sure you've learned and, and become yeah. better. But generally speaking, ish. But now I
0: hear it a lot more on the broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think the I last think, one was uh, too, two was like James Krause is an underrated. Doesn't get enough credit or something like yeah, that. Right? A couple fights back. Yeah,
2: I think it. Uh, who said that? I think it was DC. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I think that helped. You know what I mean? But, uh, I do feel like this last year, I've just had like so many guys, you know what I mean? Like, and they're all, a lot of our guys are winning fights that they, you know, that they shouldn't be winning. So it's, uh, I think I'm getting recognition for that. Yeah. We've had a really good year. And listen, man, I know how this goes. It's a roller coaster. You know what I mean? Like I don't put any stock into it. Like I try to maintain that real blue collar work ethic, like, they chop wood. There's a book called Chop Wood, Carry Water. The long story short is just consistency is key. Like day in, day out, you do the same things, and and you get better over time. And that's I try to maintain that because like, listen, with with wins, we're having a good year. With wins come better opponents. With better opponents come tougher yeah. fights. Yeah. Tougher fights come losses sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you ride this roller coaster, man. And I try not to let the, you know, the the streaks. I, I, I don't, they say, uh, what is it? Don't let the wins go to your head and the losses go to your heart. I really try mm-hmm. to maintain that yeah, even, yeah. you know, even keel. What, and I like that about
1: MMA though. You can lose a fight. Like your fighters can lose yeah. a fight and they'll be okay. You're gonna, yeah. right? you're gonna. Yeah, and you're gonna.
2: Yeah, the Absolutely. room for error is
1: much smaller in MMA than it is boxing. Opposite, the room, wait, the room for, how'd you say that? I wait, think- the room
2: for error? Room for error in He's, boxing is smaller than MMA. No. No. Room for error is smaller in MMA than it is for boxing. Yes. For errors. Anyway. Clip this. You can't clip this. Clip this. Yes. <laughs> you can't make you can't make as many mistakes in for MMA as you can in boxing. Correct.
1: As a sport, I meant from like a like you can lose a fight.
2: So oh, you
1: yes. Have oh,
0: okay. I can lose yes.
1: the next fight and the next fight. Yes.
0: So I guess James and I right. are on the same page. You're on the same page. We're all right. I'm a piece of yeah. shit. Yeah. Hey, you know, no. a-
1: crypto James here is I see a handful of athletes now getting paid in their contracts through crypto. Tell me mm-hmm. why the hell you should get your contract paid in crypto as opposed to just getting your money and then investing in crypto.
2: Uh, have you confirmed that you've seen people actually getting paid in crypto? Because I don't think that's the case. Uh, I think they're getting paid and then they transfer it to crypto. Oh, I know for sure. Russell. Okong. I, uh, and the, the one guy, the one guy. I'm pretty sure he just invested it in crypto.
0: Put it in. There's two NFL guys and I think one NBA guy who are like the main figures talking about that. I, I can't confirm. Pat, do you know? Yeah, uh, he...
2: I'm pretty sure that they just invested it into crypto. You get their payment and then they put it in. I could well, be wrong.
1: So as part of the partnership, uh, payroll in strike, which is payroll solutions in crypto is what that happened for Russell. And his he posted paid in Bitcoin. I mean, it's tomato, but, tomato. But really. it? Does that make any sense? Because that because that's I saw that. I saw someone else talking about it. Like just pay me in bitcoin i think someone else was trying to do something like this and i was like i'm not a crypto dude i know i should be i'm sure we can have that conversation another day but is there a value in getting paid in bitcoin as opposed to getting my my dollars and then investing in bitcoin or ethereum or whoever
2: tax liability yeah tax liability it's probably easier for them to hide the money He's got thirteen mil. It was a thirteen million dollar contract. So there's lots of tax implications on that shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing it's a lot easier. I mean, just to guess. I'm guessing it's a lot easier to write off within crypto because it's so volatile. I just a guess. I don't. I mean, it, it would. It would. It would. It would make more sense. I mean, because if you get it, if you get it in your check and then you transfer it, it's very clear cut money in, money out. But if it goes into crypto, you can say, hey, I lost this much. Cause it's so volatile, right? I mean, one day it could be 37,000. Bitcoin could be 37,000 and the next day it could be 60, right? Like, so yeah. it's, I, that's just a guess to me. It's tomato, tomato. I don't care. I get paid. I, I, I can't tell you guys how many checks this year I got and transferred it straight to Bitcoin. I mean, I'm playing the, I'm playing the long game. I don't oh. even, I don't even look where Bitcoin price is. I don't try to do the thing. I'm in this for five years. Like people ask me, they say, when's the best time to buy? I say, right now, yesterday. And uh, <laughs> I say, if you're going to buy it, put it in there. Don't even look at it for a year, check it in a year and then probably don't check it for another four after that.
0: Interesting. How, they, I hear, what, like, what's oh, your take good. on, on the NFTs then?
2: Uh, I see people doing really well with it. You know, um, it's not something that I really like. Uh, to me, NFTs are a lot like uh, Dogecoin. There's definitely money to make in it. It's just not something that I want to mess with. Uh, I shouldn't say that. There's, I mean, with the NFTs, there's actually some some value in you know whatever whatever the the, the NFT is about. Uh, it's not something I it's not something I like. And with crypto, you know what? I just, it's so funny you guys are asking me. I literally just had a conversation about this no less than 12 hours ago, or no more than 12 hours ago.
0: We bugged your room, by the way.
2: <laughs> Perfect, because it wasn't in my room, so yeah. we're good. Uh, with with crypto, I feel like p- people don't really understand. Like, let's let's take uh, let's take three cryptos, and let's just say the uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then Cardano. Let's just take those three. Those are three that I'm invested in. Uh, people are investing in like the the app actual currency of it and what what we don't realize or what they don't realize is like the way i try to explain this is if you're a time traveler and i take you guys back into the 90s and i say hey we got this thing called the vcr i want you guys to invest in the vcr and you would say absolutely not because i know the dvd player is coming soon so i say okay Let's go to the DVD player then. Let's invest heavily in the DVD player. You're like, no way, man, because I know the DVD player is going to be obsolete and streaming is going to take over. That's kind of what is happening with crypto. And right now we're just in the VCR stage. And so what, what I invest in is not the actual currency. What I invest in is the technology behind the currency. So what are we always trying to do with any product on the planet Earth? Better, faster, cheaper, right? Everything. And that's what everything is going to become digital. We're already doing it anyway. Uh, and everything is going to be better, faster, cheaper. That's that's what we're all after to do. So if you look at Bitcoin, that would be like, what is the equivalent to a digital gold? It's People are thinking that it's going to replace uh, currency. I don't. I think fiat money will always be here. But I think it'll be looked at as like a commodity, like gold, right? If we look at Ethereum. Ethereum would be more like a regular cash, like spending cash. You could be doing day-to-day uh, transactions with it. But what I love about Ethereum and what I, I, I don't invest in Ethereum, I did, I sold it. But what I love about Ethereum is people are looking at as a currency. It is a currency, but that's not the important part. Ethereum is a platform. It's an actual platform where these other cryptocurrencies play off of. So it's better, faster, cheaper. It's It is a platform that makes everything better, faster, cheaper. And long story short, right? Like I, I can dive into the everything. Uh, and then say ADA or Cardano would be uh, like what's similar to like a contract, like a digital contract. So we're all, we're trying to make everything digital. We're already doing it with credit cards, with, uh, you know, transactions and everything is is becoming more difficult. Uh, I should say more difficult. We're trying to make everything more convenient, better, faster, cheaper, Right. So that's, that's what I'm investing in. I'm investing in five years from now, this digital age taking over and making everything better, faster, and cheaper.
0: It's interesting. I like that example of the VCR. Yeah. I haven't heard yeah. anything close to that, but that makes sense. Yeah. I,
1: I keep, I'm, I'm like crypto adjacent. I'm around, around a lot of people that are talking about or listening to podcasts, talking about crypto. And I haven't hit that button. I think Tim has a minimal investment in some crypto. What don't you like about it? It's not that I don't like about it. It's just, I don't know enough about it. And that, and that's why I like stuff like, I just haven't put in the effort. I'm like, oh yeah, I should do this or look into this. Or this person suggested that podcast or this person talked about it. I just haven't gone and like done it to where I feel comfortable enough to go. All right, here's some money.
2: If you were to go on the road and uh, travel and you need a place to stay, would you rather book a hotel or an Airbnb? Mm,
1: Depends on what I'm doing. Yes, probably. That's one of my...
2: Okay, I'll give you another one. If you were going out to eat in a city that you didn't live in, would you rather take an Uber or a taxi? Uber. Uber. Why?
0: Convenient. Better. it's better.
2: Faster. faster. Cheaper. Cheaper. Yeah. So if you are pro Uber, you're probably against taxi, right? If you're pro Airbnb, you're probably against hotels. Now, let me ask you this. Do you guys recognize and agree that the U.S. dollar, this is a statistical information, this is facts, I'm about to say this, it has devalued 50% in the last 20 years. Obviously, with the injection of, I think it's $15 trillion into the economy now, so you guys recognize that the inflation is gonna skyrocket and the economy is gonna have some serious, serious trouble coming soon. Do you guys recognize that or no?
0: Yeah, I do, yes.
2: Okay, so if you guys don't believe in fiat money and you see the fiat money going down, you are telling me you are- against fiat money you recognize that this is going down in value well the opposite is crypto so it's i got it it's one or the other right like and it's just well i'm just i know it's not you don't i'm not saying you have to do it but if you're if you're telling me if you're telling me that you agree that the economy is about to tank and inflation is about to skyrocket because they're injecting money that we don't have into the economy you're also telling me well if we had some kind of uh digital currency that really doesn't change with inflation and is, is becoming more and more stable by the day. Uh, and we really don't have a middleman where the government controls it. I wish we had something like that. We do. It's called Bitcoin. I know, Cryptocurrency,
1: I know. that's what it, it is. It's such an obvious move and such a no-brainer on so many levels. Huh. But again, like especially when you put it in, in terms like that, it, it makes it seem so simple. And, and the way you described it, and the way these we had on our uh, panel yesterday about NFTs for the Sports Biz Network, welcome we're talking on here live right now but uh talking about nfts and making that so simple but they're talking about crypto and what all this means and blockchain and stuff like that and they made it so simple whereas like i know the shit i know like you know the shit you know i just haven't yeah. taken the next step to be like all oh. right you know how is this how do i do something about it
2: yeah there's nothing wrong i mean there's nothing wrong with not being you know what i mean like i'm just yeah. Yeah. i'm just saying like if if you're telling me that you recognize that fiat money is devaluing regularly. And you're saying, man, I you know, I wish this wasn't happening. Well, if you just go to the Airbnb, it's not happening. You know what I mean? If you go to the Uber, it's not happening, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole reason. That's the whole reason that we're not taking taxis anymore. That's the whole reason people aren't staying in hotels anymore, because yeah. Airbnb and Uber are. Hey, aren't we'll you in cheaper. a hotel right now? I am, but I didn't pay for it. Yeah,
0: Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. I don't. I don't think UFC is going to be doing putting. You know. From, from no, I mean, it, it, but listen
2: guys but listen yeah. even if i even if i did pay for this hotel like some people think that cryptocurrency is garbage it won't be anywhere and fiat money is the way to go you're entitled to your opinion yeah, yeah, yeah. in my opinion it's an outdated opinion but that's why it's great to have my opinion you have your opinion i'm banking on i'm saying hey this is my opinion i'm banking on fiat money continuing what? to drop
1: all right what's I'm, that i'm gonna put a hundred dollars I'm gonna invest a hundred dollars today in a cryptocurrency. Today, what should I invest it in?
2: I, I think you should. I think you should look into it. You need to know what you're investing in. I know it's only a hundred dollars. I wanted
1: a simple answer.
2: <laughs> I mean, you could throw in Bitcoin. Like, I, I think this is what things gonna to happen to Bitcoin. I uh, I don't know what the price is. It's, I think it's like thirty-six thousand today. Uh, I checked it earlier. I don't. It was up 0.001% earlier today it was up like 12% two days ago anyway I think if we're at 36,000 I think bitcoin is going to drop into the 20s and then I think from there it will absolutely skyrocket when it goes back into the 20s I think the whales will get back in everybody all the whales got out at the the 50 60,000 range yeah I think the whales are going to get back in and it's going to skyrocket the 60 mark my words pin this right now bitcoin will hit six figures this year
1: okay I'm going to clip that and post that
2: clip that'll, it. Happen.
0: that'll happen. And then, clip and then it. in December we'll be like this aged well, and then it'll be like 62 and
2: clip it. And then no, well, it'll have... hit six figures. I don't know where it'll be on December 31st, but it'll be, it'll hit six, yeah. six figures at some point. And then
1: James will have, we'll have a, uh, had uh, like 26 doors he owns now.
2: Spots. He's yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I'm never, I'm never cashing out my Bitcoin. Never. Never? I don't plan on it anyway. It. I, I mean, when you have, when you have a limited supply of something, that is only going to increase in value over time. I mean, why? why? Unless I needed it, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. if I needed it for something, but I don't think it'll ever replace fiat money in terms of transactional, you know, like I don't ever think, you can obviously buy stuff for Bitcoin, but the people that are accepting Bitcoin right now, the reason why you can buy cars with Bitcoin is because these guys know what's coming. They know what, you know what I mean? Like when you, you hear- just, when you, Get on the crypto game, like yeah. business. Yeah. They're, not, they're not doing it because they're like, oh, we're going to immediately- We're going to immediately take this Bitcoin and and convert it to cash and then put it in our bank. Hell no. These guys know what's coming. These guys know what's coming. They're already making enough cash to cover it. They're like, shit, we'll take the loss on this, and we're investing in Bitcoin because we know what's coming. These guys that are working for Visa, MasterCard, Twitter, man, these guys are way smarter than us. You think the people that are finally starting to accept Bitcoin, you think that they're doing that by accident? Fuck no. They see exactly what's coming. They got people way smarter than us, and they're getting in while they're getting good. Yep, yep, yep. It makes yeah. sense.
0: You know you know what I found was interesting yesterday at that, that NFT panel that they were talking about too, which I hadn't thought about, to so just talk about the the NFTs and the, the crypto space. Well, how he envisioned it. So we have an artist and then we had makers, uh, one of the guys from Makers Place who's on it and they're just talking about like what they're doing. The artist is actually the one who did TOs, Terrell Owens, I don't know if you follow him. Uh, he did his uh, gallery basically where, and, and how he phrased this was instead of just putting up you know, one piece of artwork or 10 pieces of artwork and selling those, this is more about community building. So I think, is Francis the only MMA athlete that's done an NFT? I know he did one on uh, He's not
2: the only one, but right. he's the biggest one. I think he right. sold I this for
0: like 500 grand or something. 500, 600, but the, yeah. that was on Maker's Place. And the guy said, the only reason why they did that was because the artist was already associated with that. And the artist was the attraction to them. Uh, but, but so instead of these single drop- Boss Logic. By the way, logic,
2: yes. Oh, he's a savage. Yeah, Dude, he's a savage.
0: So instead of these these uh you know individual drops or around moments or events, is like they want to build a community. So for TO specifically, what they're doing is you get like they they like what they call them popcorn owners or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, you yeah. let's call it 50 to 100 popcorn owners. So now not only get access to this digital art, but now you get to go to the events that are hosted by TO, you get to do all these specific things. About community building around TEO as opposed to just buy this piece of digital art, which people yeah. have done and will do. Not necessarily the four million dollars of Mahone's type of value, but it's about community building and building your own individual vertical community around the NFT
2: world. Yeah, I, I, I'm with that. It seems like a lot of work for me, and I don't have a big enough. I personally don't have a big enough platform to make stuff like that work. You know, like like the Twitch and the U- YouTube channels and stuff like that. I don't have a big enough following to make those make sense for me putting the time in. No, but you know what I think could work?
0: And I don't, I don't think I haven't seen anyone do this, but after talking to them yesterday, I think creating like an MMA gallery would work and having a, a series of people and then figuring out the way that the money is shifted around, uh, yeah.
2: that, that that's fair value for everybody. I think that could work. Yeah. I mean, I, I could definitely see that for, for me, like Pat, you're big on YouTube and stuff like that. For me, it would just be so hard to build a, a legitimate platform on youtube to where it's worth you know
1: what i mean i don't think so i think you could do that in a heartbeat and, and here's where i think you could you, oh, could, start. you could start very simply with a podcast conversation shit like i'm gonna sit either you're gonna do it or you're gonna host it or they're gonna get a host and have somebody do it with you and yeah. 30 minutes or an hour once a, once or twice a week you yep. here's the thing too with, with that's an athlete, the only
2: way i could see it make work yeah
1: yeah and, and you could you could send a message to anyone in, in the sport in and around the sport and get them to come on I mean, people, some people might say, fuck you, because you have beef for some sure. reason. But you could get a message to the person. Sure. Whereas, who else could do that? Maybe like an Ariel Hawani, the, the top media yeah. people, but they're going to talk like media people. And Ariel does a great job. But, yeah. but uh, you know, from an athlete perspective, you'd ask different things and talk about different things or
0: feature different things. And you could talk like yeah. more of a real person type conversation. Yeah. I mean, you know what worked too is uh, we have a friend of ours here in Los Angeles. He's a, a former pro boxer, owns a boxing gym here. He has a YouTube channel. All he does is teach techniques, different different scenarios, different whatever. He's at 200,000 subscribers. I think he really only started it. How long ago? In the last year-ish. Yeah, 200,000 subscribers. Tony Jeffries. Tony Jeffries. Oh, UK. I follow
2: him. I follow okay. him. No shit. Yeah.
0: Mate, Tony, I, I, he's great. I, I, oh, Olympic,
2: but he's also, hold on. He's also Olympic boxer too. Correct. He is, yeah. But you're a professional MMA athlete, right? <laughs> the, the level have, is different.
0: But you can right. teach. I mean, you could teach, right? So, like, sure. The, the people who are following Tony aren't professional. Bots. You
2: guys run his account. No, no. we've done some we've video stuff before. With him,
1: yeah. yeah, but but we don't we don't do that. But he, you know, he his the people who are watching it aren't aren't people like you who actually fight? Sure. They're people like me who are like I, I actually do watch it. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Okay, yeah. but generally speaking, generally yeah. speaking, yeah. yeah. And, but but i would imagine from a technique standpoint you would be i mean i know you'd be able to hammer down more on stuff and this is we're just throwing out yeah. shit here I, no that would take yeah. time but but you would probably kill it with that and you already have a built-in audience he, you probably have more followers than he did when he started I, I don't know maybe he had growth there but he also hasn't been an olympic boxer in 10 years like that was no 08 14 yeah. years ago
2: yeah, yeah. so i I'm mean
1: yeah Hey, all
0: right. Well, I know I, I, said, I wonder
2: like, what the time what is the time that it takes? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's my biggest thing is time. Like, I just I don't have time.
0: He doesn't, I, cut, I he know. doesn't edit. He doesn't, I don't know if he films Does he have someone oh. film it now? Yeah. Yep. So he just, yep. he's, yeah, He and he owns the gym. So just like yourself, he'll have someone come in. He'll, I don't know, he might go film a bunch in like an hour or two and then just have them clip them and then put them up. He doesn't, t- he doesn't do anything with it. Yeah. He
1: posts yeah. it. He, somebody videos it. Somebody else edits it. And I and I know I don't know exactly what he spends, but I don't think it's a whole lot.
0: No, I know I know he was keeping it really low at first. Yep, 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 yep. And oh and yeah, he's able to take the, the knowledge,
1: let somebody else yeah. do the other work, and then post it. So he, he's I'm killed good. it. Yeah, I, know, I I only said like thirty minutes or so. We'll get you yeah. off on, on here. What do you think? No, about you're good. You're good. We're we're good. I don't have any. We'll, you're good. We'll be here all damn day then. I don't have. <laughs>
2: yeah, we're I good. Eat. Don't worry about. it an hour or something but I feel bad yeah. we're I mean we're good I don't have anything going on we're good don't 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 right. uh don't so, cram
1: it I, everyone in the not everyone but lots of people hate the Paul brothers who are from our hometown by the way
0: Westlake Ohio yeah
1: yeah Westlake Ohio we're from Homestead Falls we like bump up against them okay but our parents live in Westlake Ohio now so I, I remember hearing about the Paul brothers for a couple of years now uh, but so like these dudes come in talk a lot of shit for the most part of not fight legit fought legit fighters and make a shit ton of money, and... Logan the- just fought the best fighter of all time. Lo- Logan Paul, right. What was his record? One and one? Oh and one.
0: One and yeah. one, yeah.
1: yeah. And he just fought the best fighter of all time and made 20-plus million dollars. What do you What yeah. do you think about that
0: type of shit? Like, what do you think about the Paul brothers, period? From what perspective? Well, well he, if, I, if, here's what I think you're going to say. is You're business-focused,
2: so I think... I mean, as fighters, I don't think they're that good, but damn, man, they've done an incredible job building a platform. They, they, here's, this is the problem just because I see this a lot in uh, fighters trying to start gyms just because you're a good fighter. Doesn't mean you're a good business person. Mm. And these guys, they're, they train hard. You can tell they're like really living their life. They train hard. You know, they're, 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 they're putting in work, you know? Now they don't. They haven't done it for long, but you can tell they're passionate about it and they want to do it. But what they do understand better than anybody is the game. They get the game, not of boxing, they get the game of getting eyeballs on you. They understand that better than anybody. And yet, I mean, essentially, at the end of the day, we're getting paid to put asses in seats. That's the yeah. It's not about it's not about MMA or boxing. It's the sports entertainment business that's what it is and they get it they understand it so what do i think about them i mean i i respect the hell out of what they're doing from a business perspective uh do i think that they're like super talented i think jake is decent i mean it, man, if, if people if you get a call tomorrow
1: and it's jake paul's agent and they're like yo let's fight you're in i mean yeah right right yeah i do it for I, way I, less wait, what what do yeah, you so Tyron, Ty- him and Tyron Woodley are fighting in August. August, I think Tyron's yeah. making a million plus already. Is, I heard somewhere. I'm sure
2: yeah. you'll do that. <laughs> so Tyron, maybe he'll goes- do it for half.
1: <laughs> so here, all right, here, here, we're gonna help you out business wise. We'll help your agent out too. Here too. So he goes on. I mean, I don't think any of us on here think thinks he beats Tyron Woodley, but maybe Woodley's hurt and he loses the fight somehow. I
2: don't know, guys. Really? He's not bad. Yeah. He's not bad.
1: I know, I know, I know, I know. But Ben Askren is. Not Ty- Tyron Woodley is a yeah. striker. Now I know he's he's yeah. past his prime. He's whatever stage he is, but Duke can throw a punch. That asking is not a it's not a striker in any capacity. Yeah. So let, let's say this. So so he goes in, he beats Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul, and he's like, "Yo, I need, I want to fight like a real UFC fighter, not some nah. UFC. oh a real like who? Not in not an MMA, yeah. not an MMA, but I want to fight a real UFC fighter." And you're out there. You just—I mean—I feel like you can get—you yeah. can get in that
0: conversation. You—you you say I'll fight you tonight after Tyron.
2: No, I mean I don't think so. I don't have a big enough. Draw. Oh, you. Like, there's not enough draw. Don't hold
0: it. You come
1: running from the back. <laughs> right, right there.
2: <laughs> I mean, I would do it in a heartbeat, but I don't have a big yeah. enough
1: name to for them to. No, like, but it. But you never know, like Tyron Woodley. A lot of people thought about that too. He's picking that because he thinks it's—it's a, it's a nice he's move. a Five-time world champion, man correct but he's not picking it because his his name his name's not sexy outside of mma right he's got a little bit of crossover other places but he's not he's yeah. not like like even a dylan dennis is probably a bigger name outside of mma in a lot of places for him to fight and probably a much better fight for for jake
2: so oh god that dude can't throw a punch of safety dylan well. dennis can't no uh. Well, and, and that's why I think – Jake would Trichard, knock him out in the first round.
1: You think he'd knock him out in the first round? Easily. That would Easily. be crazy. I'd Easily. love to see that fight, but
2: but now he can't go from Woodley to Dennis. He could have gone why Dennis not?
1: Woodley. Why not? I mean, I guess he could.
2: I guess he yeah. could. It doesn't necessarily hey, make man, when Hey, man, when you got the platform he does, you can do whatever the hell you want. If yeah. you said, hey, how are you going to go from Canelo to Logan Paul? Floyd Mayweather just did it. Why can't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're calling the shots. I do love that during the Logan Paul and Mayweather fight too, they kept panning to Jake and takes like two, one Logan, three, three, two Logan. He just, he's just, he's playing the game. He's eating it up yeah. and the, the camera was on him the entire
2: night. Oh, that he loves it. They love it. And I mean, it's just, it's, it only feeds feeds off of each other. They do an incredible job, not only building their own stuff, but building each other's stuff.
1: Yeah, they, they do that. And then what they're also great at is creating around the thing so they can build the hype, they'll do it through YouTube, they'll sell merch, their TikTok will get even yep. more followers, they'll they'll have crazy amounts of brand partners that they'll make yep. money off of, and they'll build yep. all around it, like, the event itself is an eight-round fight, uh, Logan's was, eight-round fight against the greatest fighter of all time, which is a big deal, but he's able to build so much around this, definitely, nobody thought he was going to go in there and win the fight, if he wins the fight, like, who gives a shit anyway, I mean, if he loses the fight, who gives the shit anyway? Yeah. If he wins the fight, it would have been like madness.
2: Like who knows? He did win too. And <laughs> I don't mean like he actually won, but the fact that he didn't get that, I mean, you couldn't have scripted anything better other than him knocking Floyd out. Yeah. So, I mean, you go to a draw, you go to a draw with the greatest fighter of all time and you're 0 and one. Now you're oh one and one. Well, it's not even a, it was an
1: exhibition, so it doesn't count on his yeah. record. Right, no, right. But he didn't he didn't look like an asshole, didn't get knocked out, no face planted. So it is nope. a win. And who knows nope. he'll fight somebody
0: else and it'll be another big fight and he'll make a shit ton of money he'll be a side i thought it was like you know he got the round three and he was looking lethargic i was like oh shit he's done because he was just looking tired
2: and And floyd just so you guys know floyd is not even trying like yeah Yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. he's carrying the fight he don't give a shit anymore like he carried connor the first four rounds and i truly think that he doesn't like but Conor, Conor, hit him with that upper uppercut.
1: What do you think? Do you think he? That's when he was like, "All right, I have to win the fight now." Or like now? Do you think that really
2: rocked him? I, I think. I'm going to say this, and it probably makes me sound like a real asshole, but like, I think I think Floyd set himself up for a possible rematch, and they're already—if you've heard—they've are they're already doing that again. Floyd carried him the first four rounds, bro. Like you watch, watch round one, and then watch round five. So, He's, so you're, he, you're he, saying
1: the first four rounds were set up to get a rematch?
2: So like keep it. I'm close. saying Floyd carried the fight. Yes, I'm saying Floyd carried the fight. As long as he, I think Floyd could have finished that fight relatively whenever he wanted. Mm-hmm. There's levels, man. I love Connor. I'm one of Connor's biggest fans, but there's levels to the to the boxing game. Floyd carried that fight for the first four rounds, and then said, "All right, I'm going to pick it up a little bit." And he didn't even pick it up with hands. He just picked up the pressure, like he's walking down, and and then like you see, I think it was like I think he spent another three rounds, like four, five, and six. Yeah, four, five, and six. He pressured, and then he started putting punches together. And then when he started punching, the narrative was there, like it was very clear yeah. cut. Yeah,
1: yeah, very quickly too. Did you watch that yeah. Clarissa uh, Shields fight last night? Yes. All right. So, all right. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> she, she looks like someone who who
2: who was her first fight. She looked; her hands seemed really fast. Oh yeah, this is. I think I, PFL. I, I think PFL was the biggest loser out of that whole thing. I. Why? How can you legitimize your organization when your main event is an O and O girl versus a three and six girl, and your O and O girl is getting owned and like comes back and wins? Obviously, but it's like where do you go from there i don't think it could have been your main event but it was the main attraction for sure man but you got a a million dollar tournament that you put below that like it's like bellator bellator does the same shit it drives me nuts they'll put they'll put chael Sonnen versus leota machida and then they'll have a a five round title fight as the co-main event like you're delegitimizing your own title by putting these old two bastards on there like that. And I like both those guys. But it's like, you don't understand. You're saturating your own organization. But I, it just doesn't make sense to me. I just don't. I mean. I, I, I don't, don't think remember. they should have done. I like, I mean, I one, I think,
1: you know, I you you would know. But I don't know how long it takes. She's an elite, obviously an elite boxer. Different sport. Yeah. Some correlation. But how long could it take her to become like a decent Dude, she's a athlete.
2: She's a long way away, bro. She, like, she looked
1: it, but yeah.
2: Elkin is Elkin is three and seven.
0: Yeah,
2: like she three and seven fighter. She has never beat anybody with a winning record ever. I, I'm telling you guys, you match that girl, you better match her with a pure striker. No, yeah. oh, sure, sure,
1: sure. So, so she comes to Kansas City and is like, "Yo, I'm here at Glory MMA. I'm here to work." How long before she's a a a solid enough fighter to be competitive against decent talent.
2: It's all in matchup. You got to match them up. Right. Sure, sure, you got to sure. match you, you match her up. The, whoever matched that up did not do a good job because Elkin is a strict, she's pure grappler with very minimal wrestling. But like if you fall and trip over, like she spent the first 10 minutes in mount. if Elkin had any like grit to her at all, she would have finished shields. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't even trying to finish. She was just trying not to lose. Yeah. And i'm telling you like she's a long way away from fighting anybody that with any type of wrestling or grappling
0: what's a yeah. long way a year two
2: years two years two years Wow. maybe matt maybe maybe a year from a slight step up and she do she is super talented but you're you can't eight months of jujitsu. it won't cut it you know what i mean like it won't cut it you know what? it's I not enough
1: seven months even i think was the deal but what what i like about her is that she was like, I'm going to try this in the prime of my career. Yeah. And the fact that she, you know, she didn't look great, but won. Mm-hmm. Somehow was able to pull it off at the end uh, not uh, by TKO. But I like, I like, she seems uh, personality-wise so much different than so many fighters in MMA where she like came over. She's like, like even just a post, post-fight post in cage interview. And she she didn't seem polished. Per se but like she had the confidence you could just see like oh i want to root for this person wasn't like yeah. timid and, you know some so many times especially when we were first getting into fighting and not knowing anybody definitely not anyone on personal level but not even knowing like the names like i've never heard of that that person <laughs> and you, you the fight fighting's great but then the post fight like sells you on like oh i like that yeah uh uh Derek lewis like the first time we saw Derek lewis he beat Ronda Rousey's husband. Was like, like, where's Ronda Rousey's fine ass at? Yeah, we're like, ah, we love that guy. Yeah. Like, I don't know who yeah. that guy is, but we're rooting him for yeah, him. forever about that shit. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, like, stuff like that. And I, I, thought she, she was great afterwards. And that probably means nothing to someone like you, but to someone who who works in marketing, and branding, and what we do, and I'll, I'll, outside of the cage stuff, we're like, oh yeah, okay, I like, I like where she is on that end
2: of it. Yeah. I don't want to say that it doesn't mean anything to me. I like it from a business perspective, but business I mean. Like like if you, I always say this, like I have this thing I call the money train and the thing you got to do, the thing you got to have to get on the money train is you got to have a ticket, right? You got to have a ticket to get on the money train. And like, I feel like all these fighters, they move to Vegas and they do all this other stuff. And like, it's, it's great. Vegas is great. The amenities are great and stuff like that, but it misses, it's missing one thing. Like, and don't forget to get on the money train. You got to have a ticket. You know how you get a ticket to the money train? You got to win fights. And that's, that's the, that uh, no matter how good of a business person you are, you still got to get your ticket to get on the money chain. That's just, see, you know. See, but I, I,
1: and I would push back a little bit on that because. Oh, please do. Let's go. I, I would because Dylan Dennis, I don't know what he makes money wise. Dylan Dennis, if you don't know, he's like a 2 and 0. I know he is. I know you do, but anyone else, says oh. this, um, like a 2 and 0, he fights in Bellator, uh, yeah. elite, elite jujitsu practitioner, right? I don't, I I mean, that's what I hear, but he's good. James wants a piece of him. I don't, I don't know. I can't look at it and say this, but I I can hear what other people say and repeat it. Um, But seems like he does pretty well outside of the cage. And also I think just in sports in general, like you've got a platform, you can create this shit. If you never win a fight ever, like that probably hurts you, but you've got all this my damn phone. Yeah. Like you can create this shit th- from yeah. there, and especially in the fight game, like connor probably was. Uh, you know, one he's gonna get fights that he's always gonna he's gonna get because he's connor But because of yeah. the audience he's built, he's gonna get a title fight when maybe he shouldn't get a title fight because he's connor And like these types of yeah. things happen all the time in MMA because of your audience. Some of that's winning. Some of that's yeah. your ideas, and you walk out, you're smoking a joint on stage. For a press conference, and you're going to get privilege because of this, and you're going to make more money because of
2: that too. But this goes back to what I was saying. You got to—it's uh, all matchup. You got to match yeah, them up, sure. right? Dylan, Dylan was matched up incredible. Yeah, and will continue to be. Yeah, but but I, I mean, I would
1: just put it back on the like you got to win. You don't necessarily like when I talk to college football coaches. We talk to college. Well, you do because
2: go. you have to win. Because if if Dylan lost those two fights, his his influence would not be near what it is. If Connor. Hadn't been a double champ, his influence would not be near. If Floyd wouldn't be 50, I you know his influence wouldn't be near is what it is. Uh, agreed. Agreed.
1: But Dylan could probably lose and never fight again and still be right there. Because of what he can do. Like Dylan, you know, he's not like some mega star by any means in, in any pop culture world. But you can create this shit now where it's like, does he do good outside of fighting? Appears to. I don't know.
2: I mean, how does he appear? Like, give me an example of what what he appears to. From Does he drive from, a nice car? Seems
1: like it. Seems like he's doing a lot of things that will cost a lot of money. Seems like he's wearing things that cost a lot of money. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm not in his, his bank account. I'm not in his Bitcoin currency, Uh, ledger. uh I'm I don't know any of that shit. <laughs> but I assume he does these. But, but I, I don't mean, I don't want to focus just on him. But there's like people in other sports and i I should have some mma examples uh like uh i know know, a lot of guys i I I know a lot of yeah he makes real money though mind you he's also he does but and mind you also he also is the most winningest fighter in ufc history but has a ton of losses on his record like what like 16 losses but he's got he's got more wins (laughs) It does. I know. I I just want to push back on like, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to win. to make. No, I didn't say you
2: had to be the best. So you got to win fights.
1: To a degree. Just, just like when I, when I talk about football or basketball, you don't have to be the best player. You don't have to be LeBron James. If you're LeBron James or Conor McGregor or like those types, it's easy. But if you're 12th, 12th man on the team, or you're like middle of the round, middle of the rankings, UFC fighter, like there's lots of opportunities you can create because you're, you're on the bus. I don't know how you got uh, the ticket, but I'm saying the ticket was already cashed and now you can get on that bus and ride to the money train. Like you're maybe not on the, the money train, but you have the, the
2: bus to get to the train. Yeah. <laughs> your, I'm with it. it. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. I think, uh, I think that if you're like, you lose your, you lose your, your, all these guys, this is, uh, I'm so, I'm just old school in this sense. I think a lot of these guys, uh, a lot of these guys are still focused on building social media and stuff like that. And like, especially the fighters and I'm with it. I love, you know, build the social media and make your money. I'm with it. But like, listen, I, don't, I had a friend, I'm not going to name who it was, but he's at my house and he's reading a book, how to get a million Instagram followers. I said, bro, you know what gets followers? Knockouts. knock the motherfuckers out. <laughs> that's what gets, that's what gets followers. Put that shit down and go fucking train, man. Like, That's what, that's what gets followers. People want to, people want to see that, you know, influence to be an influencer is not a sustainable model, in my opinion, because like, do you, do hold on. Do you remember, do you remember, do you remember uh, uh, two years ago when Instagram did that massive flush of, of fake followers and it crushed so many Instagram models and so many influencers. And I'm not saying that you can't make a living on it that's not what i'm saying but at some point your voice of influence uh well i'll say will will hesitate will stagnate a little bit uh unless you're you're continuing to evolve i'm not there's always exceptions to the rule for sure but typically if you're an influencer it comes from doing something else are there people the you know the paul bro- like it's always a give and take very rarely is somebody doing just an influencer all the way through. They, they usually either do influ, influencer to build something else or there's something else to build influencer.
1: That, that's that's the key. Well, and, and also this is all like still like pretty new, five, six, seven, eight years in sure. this influencer world. But, but is the key to leverage into the next thing? Like Megan, for instance, Megan makes money off her Twitch. She plays video Twitch, yeah. games a couple hours a night, five days a week, yeah. and now in the mornings. Makes money off Twitch. She makes money off her YouTube channel. Obviously, brand partners and stuff like that is more like the, what you think of typically uh, influencer type. But you can parlay into these other things, like a like a Dom oh, yeah. Cruz, Dom Cruz, former UFC champ. Anyone doesn't know he's got a footwork program. I don't know if he makes a cent off that. You've
2: got. But your you're kids. also talking about people that have like five hundred thousand to a million followers too. Sure. It's hard. Not, it's it's hard to you know what I mean. Like yeah, it's difficult helps. for somebody like me with sixty thousand to do that.
1: Yeah. And, and you're like the program you have out is for actual real fighters. So yeah. like your market is, is here on something like that, but yeah. and I, and I'm sure, I'm sure Dom Cruz's footwork program is focused on people who are, are at least want to like compete and like really being around the MMA space. TJ Dillashaw's got stuff there's, but, but if you came out or name person X came out with, you know, diet and health and nutrition or, Okay, like, I'll, I'll talk about stuff like this. Like if you're a quarterback in college, like you can, you can get people that follow you, followed your high school career, follow your college career, that'll buy a quarterback program. If you're a point guard, there's people that are by that. And if that's, that could lead into, then you not only could you make a ton of money, depending on who you are and where you are, but that could maybe lead into you training and then you starting your own QB yeah. Academy. And you, so like yeah. it can, this influence, this platform can, can go it's gonna go at some point, but if you haven't leveraged that
0: into other stuff is, is when you really screw yourself.
2: Yes. James, yes. So, so so
0: what was this about? Probably maybe three years ago at this point, we were talking to Michael Johnson and we said, he was, he was, we were having a similar conversation prior to your boy who was reading the, how can I get to a million followers, right? We said, contact the UFC, tell them you wanna take over their Instagram, for the weekend, going to weigh-ins, going to the show oh, behind. You, the
1: you, you, Timmy, Timmy, you, you, you uh, broke up. You said, "Go uh, ahead, go back to that."
0: Uh, I don't know where I broke up. But no, so we said, "Go, go to the UFC and do a takeover." Go to the UFC, do a takeover. Go behind the scenes, show the weigh-ins, show personality. Tag yourself. Make sure everyone sees your handle. Yeah, he got eighteen to twenty thousand followers in the weekend.
2: And yeah, I've so, I've done that before. Huge followers. But, like,
0: you that's like all UFC athletes, all NFL athletes should use their teams, use these other platforms and teams, and to drive. Try to
2: do that this weekend. That's a good idea. You should. And
1: here's what, by the the way, the weigh-ins are about to happen. You should go do it right now. I don't know if they still do that stuff, but you could do some sort of takeover. I'll
2: be front row tomorrow. This
1: is some BS podcast sprinted to behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be front row tomorrow. So it, at the time, so this was Michael Johnson had won a fight against Artem Lobov the week before, which was like a short notice, a nice win, good fight, yep, um, high profile for his position where he is. And it was the next Friday was DC versus Derek Lewis. And that's when we said it take over. They had not done this stuff. They really hadn't done anything Friday night at the weigh-ins or Friday afternoon at the weigh-ins. And we're like, yo, take over. And he had like Wonderboy Thompson was on there and a, a handful of like good, well-known fighters. And he was just talking, like shooting the shit with them. It wasn't the actual people fighting. It was People like you who are just around, and it was yeah. really cool. And this was again during the weigh-ins, and then also like do some sort of giveaway to really drive people there. Like Tim said, what was it, twenty thousand followers at the time? He had like ninety or something thousand followers, and it, it was just like that. You you could definitely do something like that, and and do like the the angle that's different and interesting, than just being like, yeah, I want to do takeover because like
0: yeah. you, you should say something like like take it over, but then like. Say, I want to like, uh, I don't know, like go interview DC or go talk to DC behind the scenes or like Rogan or Dana. Like when you're on the front row and say, I want to just take over and here's my my theme and then tag them. One of them's going to repost it and then you're just gaining a bunch of followers like yeah. that, you know? That would be interesting. I wonder Smart. if they would like to do that
1: on a. On a I
0: doubt it because they have so much social media stuff going on already.
2: I doubt they, they will, but, but I'm going to ask. Something.
1: They'll give you What's something what? or even another day, like do a takeover or something. Like they, they need to, right? Yeah. yeah. Do that shit. All right, I gotta yeah, get I'm on here. I'm I, I'm late to something I already was supposed to be at. I don't give a shit, this is great. I appreciate the hour or whatever. We've been on forever. I feel like we I, could do I this. I have no idea how long we've been on. Yeah, I feel like oh, this was could, great. This was great, I appreciate you doing this. And same. my apologies
2: on, man, I, I feel bad, I'm terrible. All good. That's We're, not my style, I promise you guys, it's not my style is in Arizona. Yeah, right? I promise you guys, it's not my style. We've been on for an hour and six minutes. Oh shit. That's great. I I
1: appreciate
0: it. We'll we'll talk
1: soon.
2: Appreciate you.
0: Thank you.